like one of your videos just popped up on my feed and I was like, hmm, this looks interesting. I don't need to put any money into it to get started. And I didn't have any money. So a week of watching your videos, I just started getting on the phone, making calls. In um, one because- week. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the nation's largest property database, including houses on the MLS and off-market leads like pre-foreclosures and vacant homes. To find your next wholesale or fix and flip deal, start your free trial today at joinflipster.com. But Sai, congratulations on your deal. Thank you for taking time to come on to this interview. I'm really excited. You are actually the youngest person I've heard of doing a real estate deal and definitely had the chance to talk to and interview. You are just 17 years old, right? Yeah. 17 years old. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like, it's just absolutely incredible. You are such an inspiration. Hopefully everybody listening here. I mean, can you imagine everybody on the call or listening? Imagine if you were doing deals and learning this business at the age of 17. I mean, That's it's just phenomenal. It's absolutely incredible size. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your journey. So um, how long ago did you get started? How did you get your start? And what was your phase of learning and education? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so I think I got started. um, I was always passionate about real estate. So about since two years ago, I was I never wanted to go the classic nine to five for 40 years. And I thought, you know, real estate seems really interesting because when I thought about it, kind of everything around you is real estate, like whether it be commercial, whether it be houses. So that really intrigued me. And I discovered wholesaling, um, like one of your videos just popped up on my feed and I was like, "Hmm, this looks interesting. I don't need to put any money into it to get started. And I didn't have any money. So I took a look at it and I thought, well, it's great that I don't have to take any responsibility for the property. All I have to do is find a buyer for it. And the on-market way of doing it where I could just do it from my house and I don't actually have to go visit properties. They could just do a FaceTime showing. I thought that was great. So I was like, all right, let's get started. And I think about after a week of watching your videos, I just started getting on the phone, making calls. In um, one because, week. Yeah, because... One week. After watching about a week of it, learning everything there was to it, I was like, I've, I've learned quite a bit. So let me just learn the rest by actually making calls and talking to agents. And that actually also helped a lot. I learned so much more by talking to agents, learning the different markets in New Jersey here. So, and then I think in about 30 days, I made, so I had two deals, which I had to back out of because I went into them at too high of a contract price. (laughs) And after the second deal, I was pretty bummed out because, you know, I thought I had it all figured out and I thought it was going to get taken, but it didn't. But then it was a rental property in Trenton that I made my offer. It got accepted. And then when I pitched it to my buyer, he was like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. But then what ended up happening was um, when I reached back out to the agent and she said, what title company would you like? And then I actually didn't have a title company in mind. So I said, anyone that does assignments is fine. And then she says, well, the seller won't allow you to do assignments. And I was like, oh, no. Okay. Then, okay. So let's, yeah. let's stop right there because we're going to get into that part of it. Because it's really, really fascinating how you managed through this issue that came up with the agent. But I want to talk to you a minute before we get to that, because 
what's driving you at the age of 17 to start a business? I mean, most of your friends are probably playing video games or you know, partying or whatever they're doing. You're yeah. 17. I mean, are you still in, are you still in school? Yeah, I graduated uh, June uh, 20, June 17th of this year. So, so I'm just graduated. Yeah. Okay. So you just graduated high school, but you were doing, you were starting to learn this, you know, and the end of your senior year in high school, but yeah. why, I mean, what's, what's driving this desire to have a business? So since I was little, I, I always looked at the nine to five jobs and I was like, I would hate to do that. And so at first I was like, I'll play some sports and I'll avoid it that way. But you know, reality kicks in and then it's like, <laughs> you got to be really, really good to actually make that. And I was like, there's, there's gotta be some other way. It's, it's, it's not the answer. Like, it just didn't make sense to me to work for that long and not get paid like a lot is interesting. So a couple of kids in my school actually invested about a hundred thousand dollars into the stock market when it was at its lowest, mm-hmm. like when Corona hit. And then by the time senior year started, they had like a couple mil. And so they were the big talk of the school. Yeah. And so I was like, well, if they can do it, you know, I can certainly do something myself, Yeah, you know? And I was like, I don't have any money. So what can I do that can make some money? And then start. my dad, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just fascinating. Good for you. I just want to, first of all, tell you that you're a rare breed and tell you that the mindset you're developing right now to start a business, to get out there and face these challenges, get on the phones, learn how to overcome rejection, learn how to get over obstacles, face these challenges. I mean, the things you're learning at such a young age are going to have a profound impact on your life because you're learning things now and you don't have as many limiting beliefs as some of us who are older do especially if it takes us a little longer to get started. I was 27 and I had already developed a lot of self-limiting beliefs. And as we go through life, we get a lot of programming that says, no, you can't, that's too risky, play it safe. And for most people that have that programming their whole life, when it's time to then start that side hustle or start that business, so much of that programming from your upbringing and the environment you came up in plays a role in it and it 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 has a factor in the way you're able to show up and perform and at 17 on the phone with agents and making offers and putting deals together you're you're overcoming those things at such an earlier age that you know 10 in 10 years from now of you developing and doing those things it's you're going to be in a in a place an amazing place in your life and business if you keep growing and developing so, you know, keep that up. That's you, you have a real advantage in that you're so young and willing to do the work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So congratulations. And thank you for being an inspiration. I hope, I hope people listening and watching this that are younger, even older, uh, really get inspiration from that. Okay. So let's go to your on-market deal. Now for you guys listening um, in New Jersey, in the state approved contracts that real estate agents use, there's a clause in the contract that specifically says you need the seller to approve an assignment. So it's not that you can't do assignments in New Jersey. It's not that they're legal or anything like that, but you need to get in writing up front, you know, on your contract that's on, if it's on an on-market deal. And so I'm assuming in your case, when you first signed that contract, 
that must not have gotten approved or signed. Is that correct? Yeah. So everything was going well. And then I asked the agent, you know, um, any title company that does assignments will work. And as soon as she heard assignments, she was like, no, seller won't do that. Seller won't do that at all. You were, this is going to come up again for you in New Jersey. It's going to come up again and again. So you want to be able to address this early on and head on. So don't avoid this. Don't wait for it to become an issue and then try to deal with it. Tackle it right up front. Yeah. And there's some ways you can do that that can that can um, help the process go a little smoother. But the biggest priority, the biggest thing to think about is you've got to get that agent to feel comfortable with you as a wholesaler. And if yeah. they like and trust you, they'll be more willing to do assignments. Um, so that just means you have to reassure them. You have to convince them that, hey, I perform on my contracts. I come through. Um, the way I like to do it is I don't ever use the word wholesaling. And when I talk about the assignment, I talk about it more for convenience as an investor than I do as a strategy for making money. But I'll tell the agent, I'll say, listen, I may need to sign the contract to another one of my own entities because I have multiple entities that do deals. I don't know yet which entity I want to take title in um, because my entities do different things. I don't know about that yet. Um, I may want to actually take title in one of the entities of one of my investors or partners because um, I work with other investors. I work with other partners. They're bringing money to the deal. We may decide to put title in their entity. Now, think about what I'm just saying right there. The, the cash buyer is your partner in essence, aren't they? I mean, you're partnering yeah. with them in a way. Yeah. And they're actually the ones coming with the cash. So if they're your partner, but they're bringing the cash, they're going to clearly want to put title in their name because no one's going to fund a deal where they don't get title. And so the way you're describing this is you're treating your cash buyers as your partners and investors. Yeah. So when I explain to the agent, hey, I don't know yet how I want to take title. I don't know yet. Could be one of my different entities, could be a different entity of one of my partners or investors. I need the flexibility to be able to change who takes title on the property. The way that that work, the way that the best way to do that is to have the ability to assign my contract. That way we don't have to redo a new contract and null and void this one and change it to another one and do all this extra stuff, we can just simply have title, assign it with a simple document, and that will allow us to change how we take title. I'll even avoid the word assignment. So I'll avoid wholesaling, I'll avoid assignment, and I'll focus on title. Got it. Yeah. It just changes the whole conversation. Yeah. Changes the whole yeah. conversation. Got it. So I want you, everyone listening to this, I want you to be thinking more about this business from the terms of multiple partners, multiple investors, different ways of structuring how to own and take down a property and take title. If you start to think and talk that way, it's easy then to talk to agents or sellers about why you need an assignment clause in the contract. So in your case though, agents said, nope, not going to do it. Now, in this instance, most people would be like, okay, shoot, done, cancel the contract, I'm out. You took a very unconventional route to still get your deal done. And what what you did here really goes to show the value of the relationship with your cash buyers. So, Sai, explain what you did with your cash buyer. Yeah, so 
like I said, I had to back out of two deals before I got this one. So the first deal was also a property in the same market. And I reached out to this cash buyer and then he told me, no, nope, this is too expensive. No investor would pay that much for it. And so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll look around and I'll see what else comes up. And so I told him, hey, this is the deal. And then he had his partner. So he lives in Texas, but he had his partner go and look at the property. And then everything was good. They liked it. They wanted to close on it. And then his partner was a licensed agent. So that actually helped out a lot. So what he, what I said to him was, hey, look, they're not going to um, let me assign it to you. I'll back out of the contract. Can you make an offer on your name and your LLC through your partner, who's a licensed agent? And then that way you make the offer for what I had it under contract for. And then you just pay me the difference via a direct transfer. And then so they were like, all right, that sounds good. And then we wrote up a little contract between ourselves that on closing, um, their LLC would pay mine the sum of $2,500, which was the difference. Mm-hmm. between. It. And yeah, I know it's not that big of an assignment fee, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to start somewhere and you're 17 years old and it's, it's listen, so I tell everybody this, it's not about the fee. It's about the process of completing a deal and doing a deal. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what, that's yeah. what matters. I was thinking about that the other day was my mindset changed from the results of what is going to happen with the deal to just, if I focus on the process and make the process, the victory, then I'm not losing as long as oh, I for sure. it, I'm not losing. That's, that's exactly the mindset to have. It doesn't matter that it was only $2,500. It's proof of concept. It's going through the whole process. It's, it's understanding what a good deal looks like. It's understanding how to talk to a cash buyer how to bring parties together, how to contract, right? It's the steps of doing a deal that that are more valuable than than that fee. Yeah. Because with time you'll you'll up those fees and you'll do more of them, right? And they'll be significant. But the significance in the beginning is about the process, not about the fee. Yeah. So to me, that $2,500, it could be $25,000. It could be $250,000. I don't care. It doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Um, my first deal was 6,000. And for me, it could have been a million dollars for all I cared because it felt like a million dollars because it was the win. It was the, like, I did it. Yeah. You know, that feeling of accomplishment and success is worth way more than any dollar amount you could put on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because now you know, now you know this works and your confidence. Now you still have to perform, you still have to be consistent and do the work, but there's nothing in you saying, you know what? Maybe Jerry's full of crap on YouTube. Maybe this is just, maybe this is a hoax. Maybe this is not legit. You can't, your, your, your mind can't tell you that anymore. So you have yeah. to let go of that one. Now for you, it's okay. I've proven it. It works. How do I do it again and again and again to where I'm doing now, you know, three to five a month? How do I start to increase? How do I get deeper margins? So now my fees start to become 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, you know, and so on. And that's now the next phase for you is developing out those processes, that consistency, building the relationships, building your buyer list and so on. But you're off to the races now. Like this is such, this is so exciting that you're now moving in that direction. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you because I don't think I would have been able to get started without the um, 
the instant delay analyzer software. Um, on one of your videos, I saw that you were giving it away mm -hmm. and I can't tell you how much that's helped because it's because this, uh, this deal that I did was a rental property. So it wasn't really useful there, but it just gave me the confidence to get started because there was a software that was developed by an experienced investor and I could put the numbers in and the numbers made sense. Yeah. The closing costs, the carrying costs and everything like that. And so I just wanted to thank you for all the free content you've given because for sure I wouldn't have been able to get started without it. You're welcome. That's awesome. Well, you know what? There's the information is meaningless unless you do something with it, which you do, which you did and you do. So thank you for using it. It means a lot to me. We put a lot of effort into those tools and resources and making them available. And so it's just so exciting for me to see someone take it and use it. Yeah, that deal analyzer is cool because it'll it'll instantly plug in the high level numbers. So like at a glance, you can instantly see, okay, here's big picture, what's going on with this property. And it just gives you that like instant ballpark number. And then of course, if you want to hone in and get more specific, you can, you can dial in those numbers, but it just kind of lays it all out for you in a really easy to understand way. So I'm glad that's been helpful for you. Yeah. And if, if it's okay with you, I just want to take a moment also, because you didn't invite me on here. I actually asked to be on here, yeah. if, if you remember. And yeah. the reason for that is because after that second deal fell through and I had to back out of the contract, I was pretty demotivated because I thought really that would be the one. So the reason I came on here was just like to, for the people who are watching to just let them know, like, it'll, it'll happen eventually for you. Like you see other videos that it might happen in 30 days, it might happen in 40 days, but everyone's different. And if you just keep persevering with it, like you say, law, uh, the law of large numbers, it'll definitely happen for you. It's just a matter of doing enough, calling enough people, making enough offers, and it'll definitely just happen for you. I love that advice, Sai. That's really great. Just keep seeing it through. Like you had those couple of deals fall through and that's, that is discouraging when deals fall through. You get so excited when you get one and it falls through. And that can be so demotivating and, but you just, you just kept going. Yeah. Right. You just and showed you, up again. Yeah. You just got to open your mind up to like the fact that it's a numbers game. You make enough offers, you'll get the contract. And then the, like you get enough contracts, you'll get a cash buyer for one and you'll make, you'll make a deal. Yeah. I mean, I just, I tell people all the time, the more offers you make, the more deals you'll get, the more money you'll make. And it really is just about the stars aligning. And the way that you get the stars to align, meaning like the seller's motivated, you're in the like the right place at the right time, everything kind of falls into place. It's when you're in the game and you're constantly in front of sellers or agents and you're constantly making offers again and again, day in and day out. It's just a matter of time then before the stars align and you land that good deal and it'll yeah. just happen. Well, Sai, you are a flipping genius. Guys, leave a comment and tell Sai you're a flipping genius. Leave that in the chat. And, uh, and Sai, thank you again for sharing your experience. Thank you for reaching out to me and really excited for you and your progress. Guys, if you have a question for Sai, something about his deal or anything else, also go ahead and put that in the chat. Th thanks, Jerry, for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on.